What's up, everybody? Welcome to another installment of the Building Savages podcast. And I'm sure everyone notices the difference of quality going on right now. Look at this shit. Do you see this shit? Come you on, see- man. My beard looks immaculate right now. Immaculate. Immaculate. The beard oil is showing. Oil is showing. <laughs> I just came from the gym. You can even smell me through the fucking through the fucking video right now. That's how clear the shit is. It's quality, guys. We're improving each week, just like we said we were. We found a little a little trick to do with our cameras right now, and it's looking very HD like today. Look at that! Not a single fucking pixel out of line. <laughs> I was tired Dude. of that shit. I was so tired. You were so tired of it. This is such bullshit. Like we need to look better. And then like he he came up on the podcast like, bro, why you look so clear right now? <laughs> bro, you can use your phone. I was like, what? So I mean, yeah, we're 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 upgrading, and you can just tell, like, as we're kind of progressing, like, in our videos, and again, like, we're obviously super ahead of our videos right now. Um, as you're progressing, like, you're starting to see all the like new shit, like the fucking the iPad, the the fucking MacBook, the fucking mics, the background in his in his apartment changes every fucking week at this point, <laughs> and we got out the camera, so. It we're we're investing a little bit more each and every week, and like we're trying to get it better for. Not only us, but for you guys. For sure, man. And this is what we do it for. And 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 the beauty of this is literally like we spoken plenty of times on this podcast, is just keep doing it, a little bit of consistency. Shit'll start to figure itself out after a while. Yes, sir. Yeah, just uh real quick, you motherfuckers, like, subscribe, do all the shit, follow us on Instagram, follow us on fucking Spotify, follow us on Apple. Follow us on YouTube. Do all this shit. Or again, like I always say every week, I will find you. I don't know how. I'll find you. And then I'll just give you a big ass hug and like, hey, man. <laughs> Thanks for supporting us. <laughs> Thanks for following us. But if you're not, I'll kill you. And then walk away. That's Follow it. us on Podcast Attic, whatever that is. Whatever that is. People listen yeah. to us on that. Yeah. And people, people in Germany, bro. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Like. You guys are awesome. You get a lot of people in Germany. I don't even know how you found us. Like dark web type shit. <laughs> it's starting to work, guys. We're we're, yeah. we're getting out there. So definitely, uh, like Evan said, every 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 listener, we appreciate you guys and like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. And we're gonna keep producing more content, man. Every week, this thing is coming back to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Evan, uh, uh, before we jump into our our topic today, tell us a little bit about your fantasy football addiction. Bro, I have the illest fantasy football addiction. I have been drafting since March. I did so <laughs> poorly last year. I've been I've been mock drafting since March. I have an addiction. I have a very addictive personality, but I'm also very competitive, which is like the worst two things you can be at the same time. Very like bad. worst two things at the same time. So I'm in three fantasy football leagues. I have another draft tonight and football starts tomorrow. So I'm okay with everybody that I drafted, but like it consumes me, bro. It consumes me. If I'm like cooking, I'm watching a fantasy football thing. If like, if like I have nothing else to do, I'll draft. Like like, (laughs) I'll just draft. (laughs) I'll just fucking draft. Like, I don't know. Hey man, what would happen if I'm, pick seven like who would i be able to pick up at pick seven like the who like who's my backup here and like what bro i am fucked like if i'm obsessed right now football didn't even start yet yeah it's pretty bad it didn't even fucking start yet so i have like i'm not i'm not big into like sitting down watching every game now i have to 
You know what I mean? And now I have to pay attention to like everybody getting injured or who else I need to pick up or like shit like bro, I fucked myself. And like <laughs> Chino was like, hey, I need another guy. I need four more people for fantasy, like earlier this week. And like I automatically was like, yo, I'm I'm in. And then I sent that and I automatically regretted it. And I thank God that he didn't answer me back. <laughs> I thank God. My addiction is ridiculous. But like it's interesting because like it's I enjoy it for the pure sake of it being challenging and something new, but I also enjoy it because I enjoy the shit talk. Like I enjoy the shit talk. I enjoy like the community and like the brotherhood that you get, like the bullshit. Like, I mean, like I went on a fancy football draft, like party, like what was it? Like almost a month ago, like with a couple of friends and like, we just did a whole bunch of bullshit. Like we made the challenger. I don't know what we talked about on the podcast. We made the challenger, the loser last year, run a beer 5k like in Tampa on the river walk. Like he had to like run a 5k every half a mile, every half a mile. He had to drink a chug of beer. So he drank six beers. Like it took him like 45 minutes to run it. He didn't throw up. Surprisingly, he didn't throw up. Thank but God. yeah, he didn't guy didn't throw up. But I was so bad last year, mind you. I'm surprised that it wasn't me. I was so bad last year. My winning percentage was seven percent. Seven percent. I won one game. At, well, technically two games if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna count the game that I beat the other guy in just for the loser spot. So like I was like I can't do that to myself again. So I've been preparing since fucking March, and I'm that's I, why you're obsessed. Yeah, I'm super obsessed. I hate losing. I fucking hate losing. Well, like we did the, like at the draft, the Tampa, we did like the the challenging thing. We did the draft challenge where we get to pick our order, which was hilarious, by the way. I don't think I sent you that video. It was like we were on the beach and we were blindfolded, and we did dizzy bat, which is like you put the, the stick in the ground and then you run around. Yeah. Did ten dizzy bats and we had to run twenty yards, bro hilarious and like on the beach in public you see people cheering us and like <laughs> what's going on and like is this a fraternity thing like no we're too old for that shit i'm too bald to be in a fraternity but um but yeah we did that we drafted together we went out every night so it's like it's one of those things where like as you get older it gets harder to to make friends because everybody has their own life and everybody's like in a different part of their life or stuff like that. So fantasy football brings people together because it brings people together that you don't think like they're from different crowds or old friends that you don't really talk to every, all the time you get to talk to them now because you have vested interest in something. Um, When money also helps, but to me, the gambling stuff isn't like really like the intriguing part. Like I don't like winning money is whatever. I'll be happy if I get my money back. You know what I mean, cause like second and third is fine, but I get the pot even better. But for me, it's like being competitive, but also bullshitting and talking, um, watching football, just being a bro, being a dude. If that makes sense, <laughs> a bro you know, being a dude, <laughs> a bro being a dude, just doing dumb shit and just talk and just talking shit. We're like, and like you can just it's it's cool because like you play fantasy football, like you can just go to a random bar, you can go to like a a thing, and you can just talk shop with another with another with another dude, and like you can be talking for hours, and you don't even know the motherfucker's name until the end of the conversation. It's like, bro, I got that dude on my fantasy team, like he's blowing up or he fucking stayed. Like, bro, you should not pick that motherfucker up. Like you're an idiot. It's like, yeah, I don't even know you. You're fucking stupid. Like it's just like 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 it's just like a mutual thing. It's crazy. Um. But that's why I enjoy it so much. It's not so much – it is the competitive nature of it, and I do suck at it, so I need to get better at it. Um, but it's also because, like, I enjoy bullshitting and talking with my friends. But 
the bad part about it, it's addicting and it's consuming my life. Very time consuming. Very really. I I got this one league and I only jumped in it because like my friends are playing for money now, so <laughs> I'm doing it for the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but fuck my friends. <laughs> I want to get your paid. friends. I want money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm the complete opposite of you with this one. <laughs> did, did, did I tell you my punishment? No, so you didn't. I tell you. Oh my god, bro. This has got to be an all-time punishment. It's going to be hilarious. So, loser of this league, of the league that I went to Tampa with the guys, and we voted on this. So, option one was wearing a diaper the entirety of the weekend of next fantasy football draft. Wow. A diaper. And you have to, like, have proof that you piss in it, at least. Um, option, uh, option two was driving eight hours out of state, taking the picture at the welcome sign, and then driving back the same day. So, First one, the only issue with it was you have to be at the draft party and like circumstances or circumstances, things come up. So if you don't show up, you're like you're out of the challenge. It sucks. But then if you, uh, what you call it, if you, the other one, which is like eight hours, like 16 hour drive down and back, it's just an inconvenience. It's not like a problem. Like if you have kids, that's like a holiday. I mean, like it doesn't fucking, that doesn't matter. Um, so our actual punishment is dressing up as a leprechaun playing the flute in a random street corner, begging for money with a sign that says, I suck at fantasy football, and you have to make $20. And you can't take any more than a dollar. So if somebody, if you don't get $20 within eight hours, you have to be there eight hours, and that's the minimum. But you if you make $20, dude. yeah, we're aggressive. So this is why I'm super invested, because I can't fucking lose. Because like, I'm the shortest person there. They're already expecting me to have a leprechaun suit. Like, it's just not going to, like, I don't have one. And I know just because I'm under 5'5 five, five doesn't mean I fucking have a leprechaun suit. But, um, yeah, uh, if you make $20, like, within the first hour, you're done. But you have to play the flute, like, in a leprechaun suit, in a random street corner. Yeah, that's our punishment. I think the viewers learned a lot about you in this last 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to clip fucking, this one up. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucking weird and I'm pretty addicted to to fantasy football. But I'm all I have a dip, I'm I'm a nice guy. I just have an addiction problem. That's all <laughs> I, yeah, I have a fucking addiction problem. They all say, buddy. That's what they all say. Um yeah. I watch too much. I I I'm too but not the when you hear it, I'm gonna watch this video, I'm gonna hear it back like, bro, I need to I need to stop. <laughs> and when this video comes out, we'll be a couple weeks into fantasy, so that'll exactly. be fun to see. <laughs> we'll oh, see yeah, what your record is by then. Oh man, I'm gonna flip the fuck out. I might flip the fuck out. <laughs> I, I I'm happy with who I drafted last year. Like I didn't know what I was doing because like I randomly got put into a fantasy football draft on a bachelor party. Um, it's like, hey, like you're gonna be part of it. All right, cool. No research. Oh, cool. Um, so now I I came a little bit more prepared. So I'm not bugging on my on my drafts feel like i'm good with it and we drafted early so like nobody that that have got hurt and um everybody's like has a bunch of upside so i'm cool with it well yeah. we're, we're we're happy with your fantasy football community we hope it all turns out yeah which leads so. to a perfect segue of our conversation today of establishing a community so over the weekend um, me, the boxing coach, and one of my clients who's actually, um, he does like insurance for like State Farm, but he, like he owns it, like he runs the team, so he's is like a pretty big deal with it. Is it no, Jake? It's not Jake. <laughs> but his name does start with a J. <laughs> <laughs> I 
texts all the time. This is Jay. Is it? It's Josh. It's Josh from State Farm. But say we're in Cactus. <laughs> Josh, we'll go with Josh from State Farm. Josh from State Farm. Okay. But it was pretty cool. We did um we did like a summer barbecue thing like on Labor Day. Uh, EP would have showed up, but he was <laughs> elsewhere, addicted to fantasy in, in Texas to fantasy somewhere. <laughs> all the way in Texas, yeah. Addicted to fantasy football, preparing for my other draft. You know, t- t- typical EP stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but it, it was it was cool. Like we we kept it intimate. We didn't even like blow it up too much. We just kind of sent it like personal invites, um, close friends, close um family, and we did just kind of like our our community with our businesses. Nice. And we we probably had like a nice we we rented out a picnic area, DJ, photographer, um, chef, and we just had a good time, dude. And we yeah. had a good time, and um, it was it was dope to just like when I was really looking at it, I was like, it's really really important to have a community. Like yeah. outside of you know all the training talks that we have, good formness, whatever, blah blah blah. It's like none of that shit matters if you don't have a brand where people don't trust you people can't relate with you people um people have to like you man (laughs) at the end of the day like our our coach the coaching business is a business that's really built on the the likeness that you have Mm. it's not one of those we don't really have a job so much of like people are going to stick around just because you do a good service because we work so personal with people especially if you do more on the personal training side even small group Cause it's not like we run really, really large groups. Um, even for, even for small group, it's so personable of everything that we do. So it's like our likeness is super duper important yeah. in creating our, our community. So it was really cool to, to see all of our friends come out. A lot of our clients come out and just kind of chill out and just have a, a fun evening. And okay. it, it made me, um, that's what I enjoyed. I will say like when I was at the previous gym, um, working with bigger classes and, and bigger groups, it really helped me create, um, better relationships with clients. Yeah, for sure. I know you work more with groups than I do. So you really, you, you definitely get, um, on a weekly and, and literally like a daily basis on creating that, that environment. I yeah. work more on like, smaller group PT so I don't run as many groups like that but uh at least in today but before working with with like a lot of groups it's it's a different it's a different energy yeah it's, it's, a, it's a different energy so yeah I find it I, I find it I, I find doing groups fun and and I agree you have to you have to be likable I don't know why people like me because I'm an asshole but the thing is is that like I enjoy I enjoy helping people like from the bottom of my heart. Like that's something that I do. And I think that that reeks or that kind of like um, shows in the way that I coach and the way that, that I interact with each of my clients. Um, and the way I kind of like think about like group training is um, everybody gets PT. It just happens to be in a room full of other people. Yeah. And, like I, I coach everybody a little bit differently. Um, I cue everybody a little bit differently. Um, I communicate with people differently, even if I, if it was a group of eight, but also like it's getting everybody's attention and making it fun for them. Cause like a lot of people, especially like the general population is like, if they're not past athletes, they don't understand half the stuff. So how can you mm-hmm. communicate in a way that's all enjoyable, but easy to understand. And um, I think 
if you can do that, make it fun, make it intriguing, have a good personality, and make sure that's the best part of their fucking day, then people will love you no matter how much of an asshole you are. You know what I mean? Because, like, they're coming in there to get better. So, like, no matter what you do, if you make them better 1%, then they're like, I trust you. Cool. Boom. Um, but building a community is, like, very, very important. And, it, like, I was, like, having this conversation today. Um, I don't know if you watched the the Netflix uh, show that just came out about Blue Zones. Um, I was are- going to. That shit is... It's yeah. super. I was just having a conversation about Blue Zones before that shit came yeah. out. Like I didn't know what the one. Yeah, I did not know what it was. Um, but Very yeah, Blue Zones are super interesting. You need it. You need to watch. It. I've only been on episode three. I haven't had time to sit down and watch yeah. it. But um, the first episode, like, literally talks about the importance of community and the longevity of people's lives because, like, in in society and in I mean, especially in the United States, we're lonelier than ever, even though we're more connected yeah. because like it's not realistic and sustainable relationships you're just having like these conversations and passings you won't have somebody that has your back and has true human connections at that point exactly and like in different parts of the country they're true human connections they have like little circles of of circles like like if they're they have a family like it was okinawa let's just say this is okinawa like this was the first episode i'm not i'm not ruining anything for you but like in, in the community like they have families but like the women in the community last longer than the men but they have like this this thing I forget what it's called. But they have like group of women within group of women that have been friends for like 50, 60 years that pay for shit for each other so they can live more stress free. So like say like they they need hospital bills. Those women that are their friends that are part of their friend group will help pay for their hospital bills so they don't have to struggle. You know I me? Mean? Or wow. if they want to do an event, they'll they'll chip in all together and they'll get an event. If they want to get a house, they'll chip in all together. So like it's it's a a money and a an, an investment within a friend group, but they're all there for each other. Instead of yeah. being this like, if I wanted to drop you today or ghost you today, I can ghost you today. Instead of like that, yeah, you know I mean, so it's really hard to make that in America because everybody's just like so fast paced and so stressed. But like, if you can find that, if you can build that. If you can find that, like, and build it, it just makes like your life that much stronger. It makes your relationships with people so much stronger. It makes you happier. You know I mean, because you have somebody to talk to, or you have somebody to um, bounce ideas off of, or you have somebody that fucking actually loves you. And that's like the main thing is actually like fucking the love and the relationship you have with with, with these people in this community. Like that's important, and I think that's like something that helps with the longevity and the wellness and the long like living a long and prosperous life for yourself is like having a strong community. Like people underrate that shit. And I, I enjoy that you want to bring this up. Cause I think that's super underrated, super underrated is having like a strong fucking community to lift you up. Even though you don't like, I mean, you know, like you're strong as shit. So am I like, you don't need anybody lifting you up because you know, your sense of purpose, but like having that community just gives you a better, a, a stronger backbone. Yeah, and and I don't care like how introverted you are, like everybody wants companionship. Yes, and that doesn't even have to be like so much in just a, re- a romantic type of way. It's just like we all want people around us that are going to support us, love us, give us resources, give us encouragement. Like we're we're not meant to be on this world alone. Try and when you look at some of the the healthiest, happiest people. It's a very common thing that they have 
a community of people around them with their best interest. It's it's like what they say um when raising somebody like it it takes a village. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's something that we heard very young but that looks very differently as you start to get older because now it's a matter of like the relationships you have and the resources that you have and that's what the cool thing about like the barbecue that we did over the weekend was it was three of us all with different client bases which we had common interest of people that we knew and stuff but it's like oh this person knew the dj so they got the dj to come this person knew the photographer so we got the photographer to come from this area this person had the chef and it's like we're pulling from all of our resources to create this this shared energy and this shared group and it turned out amazing we had families there like people bringing their kids my mom came you know people got to to meet my mom and and my aunt and some of my close friends and it was just kind of cool to see like how everybody can just come together and exist like it felt like being young and at a cookout we're throwing a football around playing horseshoe cornhole and like um jenga i was getting competitive at jenga dude uh, was good, that's good it. That, is that your fantasy football that, is that that's my shit right there dude <laughs> yeah, that's dope though that's a you, you don't get that shit anymore unless you actually have like a family cookout like that's yeah, it, and, it, and it, that's rare for sure and 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 I think it was dope even for like um like our communities to kind of see us in that light. Yeah, for sure. You know, like even though it was um personable, like it was still professional, it was still cool, everything was was chill. And now like going back in the gym, it's a different energy. And it gives it gives your community something to look forward to. For sure. You know, yeah. like it breaks it breaks up that redundant gym routine, go home, this and that. Like creating events and creating um fun and things for your clientele to look forward to i think it's dope like like every year this will be my third year coming up now since i've been on my own i do like the building beast awards yeah so like i'll give out um i'll give out awards like the mvp award a year hardest worker biggest transformation uh Mm -hmm. most consistent you know i have a a list of awards and last year i actually gave out actual trophies so I actually want to turn that into like a banquet at one point where okay. it's just like at the end of the year, I'm giving out trophies. We have like a dinner, the whole sit down. Like these are things that I'm thinking of where I want to push this thing moving forward. Yeah. And now it becomes like this event where, oh shit, the building beast awards come in like December and yeah. the um, building beast cookout comes around like September. So it's kind of like these, events that's placed out in the year so now like when you're a part of the building beast community like you're a part of something deeper than just training you know because outside of yeah i want to help you get your fitness goals i also know like my idea is building better people building healthy people building healthy and strong minds like all of it coexists like the, the the training style isn't necessarily the make or break it's the the journey of it and it's the what we're doing to improve ourselves as people and 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 that's why i like the blue zones and and what you brought up with the community because it really does make you think like this is what this is really what being healthy looks like over time having resources and having love and and having people with your best interest and surrounding yourself with that daily 
So now, now, now it's even cool too. Like I, I even, I was thinking to myself like a, like a month ago or I was like, wow, I got a lot of resources. Like I have friends that are in fitness and coaching. Uh, I know physical therapists. I know massage therapists. I know business owners, people who do beauty stuff. I'm like all of this fruitfulness that's just surrounding in my, my ecosystem. Yeah. And I'm like, this this makes sense why I'm just in a good space because like look what's surrounding me. And a lot of people that that aren't surrounded by positivity are are aren't really a part of the community, they typically just kind of feel outcasted. Yeah. Or they'll feel lost or they they don't really feel like they have uh companionship around them. So it is important that like that we have that human interaction. It's important that we identify ourselves with a community because also identifying with a community is also identifying with community you don't want to be a part of as well which is also important yes very important very important is understanding exclusion and figuring out what you like and what you don't like i think my thing is like and i think we're we're talking to the introverts here because we're both introverts so where did you start figuring out like the importance of community and like how did you like get out of your comfort zone to find that for yourself. So I'm actually feel like I'm starting to push away from being as as introverted as I once was. Um, I think the, the switch with me was I realized like everybody didn't have to be like super close to me for me to get along with them. Fair. And, and that was like, and I, and like, I have a lot of friends that stem back from like grade school, high school, middle school so that friend group was very solid with me so those are like my close close friends and then I have my family and my immediate family I'm pretty close with and then as I got older especially I would say like in my later 20s once I started getting the concept of like you can coexist and be completely peaceful and just know like everybody's not meant to be like in this close box with you. It was, it made it easier to just maneuver, mm-hmm. you know? Sense. So it was like my, I, once I realized like when you know how to safely keep everybody in the box, they belong communication becomes a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So now your expectations from certain people or yeah, like your expectations from certain people if they're in this box, you're only going to expect but so much here. If they exceed those expectations, great. But I'm going to expect more out of the lifelong relationship that I have opposed to expecting this person that I hit it off with pretty cool after a quick conversation. Is like they don't really owe you that much. Yeah, for sure. If anything, I just want them to like respect me and, and you know, be mannerable with me and just kind of keep it moving. And yeah. then through time and consistency and frequency and being around someone long enough, maybe it grows into something. And then maybe that box now they, they move to another box for me. Yeah. But that also comes with a different list of expectations now, you know? And I think it's, it, it allows you to kind of, it allows you to create relationships more organic that way. Mm-hmm. And I think with, with some people, um, sometimes they'll move off the energy of whatever that is in a moment so quick. So, naturally they latch on to the certain expectation from this individual and it's like you really didn't establish that yet yeah i got that yeah i think expectations are um can be a major issue if you're expecting too much and i think that's like the kind of thing that 
I struggle with, especially in romantic relationships. And we're not going to get into that, like, necessarily. But, like, certain friends should, like, have certain expectations because, like, they're, they're lifelong friends or they're people that you want. But at the same time, like, there's nothing better than getting something a little bit more from the person that you, like, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of, like, it doesn't matter how long I know somebody. Like, it matters about the quality of the friendship. Like, the quality of the friendship and the value of that is so much more important than how long you know somebody because sometimes sure. the how long you know somebody doesn't really fucking matter if they're negative and they're energy draining you guys don't have good conversations because you kind of grow out of that and i think i learned that a lot from like not being in jersey anymore and bouncing around so many times that it's different for me it's like especially now in texas i found a very solid friend group and i can say right now that i found one of my best friends here randomly from one of my cousins oh i talk to all the time i fucking love that i love my cousin um but i find so much more value out of him because i mean we hang all the time like i ask him for advice all the time he asked me for advice we bounce ideas off he's texting me about how to build like the online stuff better what ideas to think like people that reach out to me for that give me ideas and suggestions like i find that so valuable and even for somebody that doesn't owe me anything or i don't know owe him anything to to be like that like that is the meaning of a true friend like somebody who's constantly thinking about how to improve your own life yeah. without even thinking about it perfect and i think like as i'm growing as i'm getting older and especially like around my 20s like i understood like not everybody needs to be your friend and for i think sure. for me, you have boxes i probably have like two or three boxes honestly you're either family or you're a condolence like I'll have people that like I'm a like let's say three boxes like friends stuff like that you're either I kind of know you you're a friend or your family and like I have a lot more people that are friends I know a shit ton of people that are condolences I have very small a very small friend group and learning how to exclude people that um don't or like kind of like back away a little bit from like people that feed you negative energy that you don't get energy from them that um you can it's not like a, a jealousy thing like these negative connotations and these negative kind of vibes like you have to be okay with like dropping a friend like real quick because that person isn't a friend anymore because it's not giving you anything and that's hard because especially like with your lifelong friends like i've done this before too and like leaving jersey has helped me like i've had i've had people that i don't talk to anymore because like it just wasn't the right time or it wasn't the right time anymore um and understanding that maybe that's not part of your community now, but maybe later. But like right now, that's not part of my community. I don't need that in my life right now. I need to grow. And right now you're kind of stalling me. Like if it's avoiding your growth, like your community doesn't need that shit. Like I don't need that shit, honestly. Like that's something that I'm a big no-no of. That, that sounded corny, a big no-no. I, mean, I I just was coaching a kid. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, just, yeah, just building a community is very important, but also understanding when the community you don't need that person in the community like it's okay to let go of some rotten eggs like why keep the rotten eggs and make the other eggs worse you know I me mean? um so i think that's very important too exclusion and inclusion at the same time understanding when to do that is very hard and takes a lot of experience but i think like as you get older and as you understand who brings you value and who doesn't like it's okay to kick people to the curb like, I feel like it's very okay to do that, especially if it brings you no value and it just brings you down. Yeah, we, we slightly had that conversation on here um, a few episodes ago. Um, yeah. for, for me, the boxes necessarily doesn't come with longevity. 
even okay. though it kind of sounded that way when I was speaking of it. Um, but it definitely comes from like alignment. Fair. Yeah. It, it definitely comes from alignment with a with a mixture of the longevity part. Like just naturally, like I'm not gonna expect certain things out of people that I might have just met. And also just kind of knowing what the circumstances are. You sure. know, maybe my relationship with this person is based off of business. So being that my relationship is based off of business, there's a certain respect and there's a certain boundary level that exists within this area. And maybe that can start to explore a little further than business or maybe it doesn't. Maybe we just have a good standing of where this box allows for us here. So our relationship exists in this capacity, For sure, you know, so it's, it's kind of like an alignment and like a capacity and like what the circumstances was, was everything. There's some people that I'm really close to that don't help in any regard towards my business, but I also don't look for their assistance in that area because maybe, um, what they bring to my life is more of like a companionship, uh, a love, a laughter, or yeah. the thing that actually disconnects me completely away from here. You yeah, know, and, very, and that's appreciated. Very valuable. Yeah, that's very valuable. You know, and 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 that's appreciated too. So, for me, just kind of knowing like what what I need for myself too. You know, yeah. like I need things and I need people who want to support the business, who understand the business, who can help me in this area. There's certain people that just that we just give positive communication and just reinforcement on each other's business. And that's just kind of where that relationship lies. And I think that's the most awesome shit in the world. I don't talk really too personal with them or anything like that. It might just be keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm watching. I support you, whatever you're you're doing. You're making changes like I think that's awesome. You know, yeah. one of my homegirls does that shit with me all the time. And I do the same thing back with her. Just like love what you're doing and just kind of exist there. And we just, just keep it moving. Like we always know what that is there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that just kind of goes back to that community. It's like, what, what do you want in your community? What do you want in your ecosystem? Yeah. And, and it's important that you identify because now it just kind of shows you where you want to exist as well. Mm -hmm. and i think um with age and, and maturity i don't even want to just say age because sometimes you get age and not mature but um with with maturity that becomes easier to me and i think that's and i also think like with maturity too you just start to care less about shit that's really not that important because like when you're younger certain things that you think is important is really not that important not at all. And then you get older and you're just like that's not important so naturally you just start to approach life differently. Like yeah. things that was grabbing your attention before will never get the light of day today. Like mm -hmm. it's just, it's not even, it's not even what you wish to surround yourself because you, you might've surrounded yourself with it before, but it's like, it was always empty. Yeah. So now you start to get more things that are like filling your cup. And then naturally when you kind of know what fills your cup more, you start to find that circle or you start to find like-minded individuals that like, Oh shit, I need to be more around this. Yeah. I think it starts. I think, I think all that really starts with um, having standards and setting boundaries for sure. Like setting standards and having boundaries is like, like not being okay with certain things. Like people, people will either not want to be a part of you or want to be a part of you because you don't, you don't allow certain things. And I think that was the, 
um, at Alpha, like where I started here, that was kind of the issue where where people just came in, like a lot of people came in for social hour, like especially five thirty in the morning. Social hour, they wanted to come in, work out a little bit, pick up the little fives, and I was like, hey, like let's pick up the tents. Like, no, I don't want to do that, and like that kind of stuff. And I was like, no, nah, bro, like Emily, like you can't, like you can't allow people like that in here because. Then when people come in and they want to train and they see this, they don't want to be a part of that because they think that that's that that's what we're bringing to the table. Like your our standard is that now. I mean, like yeah. so we need to we need to go ahead and like if these people if these people are the people that we want to invest invest in or they don't want to invest their their the the health wealth and fitness into us, then we need to figure out a way to get them to get them out because this isn't social hour anymore. Like we can have time to have social hour. But that comes with working hard, getting the results you need and doing all this stuff. You so, yeah, you earn that shit. So once I got there, I was like, nah, we, I'm not I'm not doing this shit no more. So change the program. And like even like if you're in the gym and you have this issue where you have like some bad clientele, change the fucking program and make it harder. And you'll find real quick who's ready. <laughs> make that shit harder. People will start leaving real quick. Like, nah, it's too hard. Cool. Yeah. I mean, but like, I don't make it like doing like a thousand burpees. Like I make a fucking strength program. Humbling. You're not ready for a strength oh, program, a humble strength program. You're not ready for it. Cool. But I will always adjust to the people that I see work hard. Sure. Cool. Like you can't do that. You have a, your back hurts doing that. Cool. I have a thousand variations for you to do, but let's still make something difficult. You're ready for something difficult, but something that won't bother your back. Cool. We're going to do that. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, so it's uh the this line of like dirty in the sand, like nah, this isn't not this isn't what we're gonna do. No, this isn't this is not what we're gonna do. Cool. Yeah, it's not about the standard you set, it's about the standard you maintain. Yes. That's something that I learned um probably like a year or two ago. That was a really cool quote that I heard because like we always say, Oh, we're not doing that or I'm not allowing that and like it sounds good, but the real the real boundary and the real um, line drawn in the sand is what are you actually maintaining and what are you actually allowing within this? And yeah. like, you got a couple things that might slip through the cracks every now and then, sure. but it's the patterns and it's the repeatability, which actually starts to show like, Oh no, this is what the culture is that goes on under here. Okay. So that can yeah. either be a good thing if this is what you're continuing to maintain for yourself, or it can be a really shitty thing. And then what starts to happen is if it gets too far left of what you intend for that culture to be, now when you really try to start implementing these changes, quote unquote, yeah. it gets very hard because now you're trying to get people readjusted to this new way of working that you might have always wanted for yourself, but you just had a problem with setting the boundaries of how to start. And that's why for me, it's very important. Like um, with, with clientele that I just kind of really set the standard very early on. So there's no surprises later on. For sure. Here's a question Um, for, I mean, I know you do yourself, your everything yourself. How, what are your thoughts on how to fix a culture that's already bad? And you're already, let's say you're not part of problem or whatever like that. You just happen to be a personal trainer in this fucking place and it has a very bad culture. How can you go ahead and, and start fixing the culture? So that's something that I tried before. Um, mm. the There's a couple key components that you have to realize. One, you have to figure out 
what the current culture is mm-hmm. and where is it going wrong in your brain, at least. Yeah. Because in somebody else's brain, this might be perfectly fine. But in your brain, you have to figure out what's going on. Then you have to figure out what yourself is, what's the standard that you're looking to create. Mm-hmm. Then from that point is you have to find a sweet spot to kind of meet the people where they are. And that starts to build that trust within them. Okay. And well, within you, I should say. And then you can slowly start implementing things that is kind of breaking the mold of what exists. Because at the end of the day is if a culture exists, let's say culture A exists, but you want culture B, you have to find a way to get culture A to trust into you and um, like you. Yeah. So then you can slowly start to integrate culture B. So it's it's a long game that you have to play. You can't just come in straight like drill sergeant and be like, fuck this, we're changing everything, and this is what is going to be moving forward because then this is going to be a hard out. Yeah. Unless you just have a really aggressive stance and you just have a way where you can just push everybody out and then bring in the new. Yeah. If you can make that work, which is like kind of pulling magic at that point, so be it. But if you want to try to just um, maybe you like the culture, maybe you like the people that's already in that culture, but you want to kind of change the shift of direction of where this is going. You got to get them to like you. and You got to get them to trust you. Yeah. You know, um, make build relationships with these people. And then once they start seeing like, hey, we like this person, then they start seeing that you care. Oh, that changes things, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and and that happened when I when I was at a at the gym prior, and that also happened kind of like within my own business early on too. Is I started changing the direction of how I wanted to run my service, and it was the simple fact that like people loved me, and people trusted my work, and people enjoyed the service, to where the little changes that started to come in, they started looking at it as gross. Nice. Opposed of like, this is uh, a culture shock. Yeah. It's like, no, he's, he's growing this into something different. Cause now he's like, and I always try to be transparent with my community in terms of like, Hey, I'm learning this or my direction is here. And I always try to show people like I care and that it's a business but I also want to make sure that we're all enjoying the process at the same time, you know, like not being so strict and drill sergeant to where it just kind of feels like boot camp, but also not being so laxed and just like having no backbone that like my culture is being created by the people opposed to me creating the culture. And I've seen that happen on both ends where it's like the coach that's just overly aggressive and like it turns people off. And then yeah. you have the other coach who's just like so lackadaisical that like the clients run over him or the athletes run over him or her. You know, yeah. I've seen it in both cases. So you do got to find an even medium to where like you're stern and you have direction. Like people like to see that someone has direction and intention. Yeah. You know, because that definitely helps because now it feels like this person is trustworthy and this person has vision on where they want to go with it but also be personable at the same time to where now you can build that trust in that relationship with people. 
I love that. Yeah. And I you think- also got to just know that like it takes time. It really does take time. It's a really it's a slow process, but it can be done. Yeah, it can be done. If, if it can be done, if you structure it the right way. Yeah, I think the 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 time the the time and the trust are the two big things. So like, it's not gonna flip over overnight. And I think building the trust with the people and like building the relationships are super important because that's something that I found like super beneficial. It's like once people started liking me, I can literally tell you to, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go outside and just do backflips. Cool, bro. Yeah, yeah, cool. I, tr- I trust you. We're gonna do backflips right now. I've never done one. I'll probably die, but I'm going to do it. So, like, it's a thing of, like, building the trust and people start to see that and people start to enjoy the time that you have, that that you, that you they're that they're there. And they start to start to see that, oh, shit, like, he don't play this, but he'll let me do that or whatever like that. Like, I'm for me personally, like, you know, like, um, I don't care what you do sometimes. Like, movement prep, movement-wise, like, hey, man, like, if you're more comfortable doing goblet squat and our goal is to do back squat today, I don't give a shit. If that's something you do (laughs) intently, I don't give a shit. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't doesn't bother me. So I'm very like that. I think people started to trust me more that it wasn't such a stern thing with them. But I am very stern on, like, nah, like, it has to be, like, we have to train intensely, though. Like, I'm not going to let you go ahead and just do the little shit. We have to make sure that you're getting your mobility right. You're making sure that you're getting your technique right. You're making sure that that you're getting all your reps correctly. I don't count reps too. Like I tell people right now, I'm not counting your fucking reps. I you don't say that shit all the time, that. bro. Yeah, like, I'm, you don't pay me enough to do that, and I'm not fucking doing that. But I'll make sure you don't die. Like that's literally all I'm going to make sure you get. That's going to happen. And I think people like got the the joking, and and I'm very nonchalant. I also like to make fun of people. Like if people find that enjoyable, I don't understand why. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit, but like it also like brings like a I think that the banter, um, brings a little bit of fun. You know what I mean? It's like, I I I think once you once people see you start to have fun in the way that you coach, like people start to trust you because then you actually see that you have a direction, you have a purpose of what you're doing. You know what I mean? And I know some days like it's just hard. Like I just had like an eight hour day, and I fucking I looked at my 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 step count. I walked six miles in eight hours just coaching. I didn't even fucking know this. That's fucking crazy. I pace a lot. Um, but like I just enjoy doing it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy yelling at people. It's my favorite thing to do. You know what I mean, <laughs> I, love, I fucking love it. Um, so um, but yeah, have fun with it, enjoy it, and then that can build a better culture. Once you start understanding that, and once people start loving you, and let's just say like the other coach, the you have other coaches there that are bad for the culture. Once they start loving you, like you're the fucking guy or the fucking girl that they fucking want. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to come to you for all their advice. And once they come to you, the other coach is going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? I'm just having fun, man. You know what I mean? And then they're going to come to you for advice. And then they're going to start changing because you're changing the culture yourself. So, like, sometimes it's not an immediate. In an ideal situation. In an ideal situation. I've been on the other side of that one. Yeah, there, there, there's other sides of that shit. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, some people just don't give a fuck. Like, this. <laughs> whatever. It's like, um, get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, in, I'm, I'm in fantasy world, bro. I'm playing. I'm, 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 in, I'm in Harry Potter right now. Yeah, I'm in fantasy Hogwarts. football is really starting yeah, to take over everything. No, fantasy football is real, bro. I have a real. Team. <laughs> they're called they're, I, one team is called Raw Dog in it, and the other team is called is called uh Joe Buck yourself. Oh, that's amazing. I got, I got, I got good names. Anyway, but um, in a in a perfect world, I'm sorry, in a perfect world, these other these other coaches will 
hopefully take bits and pieces of what you're yeah, bringing sure. and here create that into the culture and then that can kind of grow from there um but yeah that's in the perfect world but yeah and, and getting everybody on the same page in the line and getting everybody yeah. the same page, which kind yeah. of goes back to the community conversation how this all started you know yep. at the end of the day just like establishing the, those boundaries your direction your vision what you want in your ecosystem so when, yeah. when you're really set in that sometimes instead of everybody being aligned with you you are met with clashing yeah and then that lets you know exactly like okay maybe i'm not the fit here that i maybe thought i once was so you start searching for what that fit might look like for you but it's important that you do identify it's like this is what i'm looking for so when you do encounter things that you're not looking for you don't want to welcome in your ecosystem it yeah. stands out more and you don't just necessarily try to conform to it all the time and hold fast in your standards like yeah. just because it's not a good fit like don't change your standards to match the fit if you don't believe that it's a standard that you want to create if it doesn't fit your standard then either i mean again like make it work like in a way that it's both cohesive or like it's just not a good fit at all yeah, but don't you, like sacrifice you can do that short term that that doesn't play out long term well oh, does not does not so realistically like just hold fast in your standards and it doesn't fit doesn't fit yeah, i mean that's all it is it sucks but it's true yeah and and um even even doing the podcast too like it's it's fun kind of seeing what this community is kind of building itself to be because like we have our own personal community community and you're in alpha you have your online community i got my online community and i also have um my in person so now mm. it's like we're even tapping into different communities and i know both of us are still even trying to build our own online community and see what that exists with yeah. my idea of what online coaching was to what it is today is not what i thought it would be but i love it like i actually love like what the online community has kind of turned itself to be and then like I also realize like it's a different type of person that is involved in my online community yeah. opposed to the people that's in my in-person community. And not to say that neither one is organic to me. They're just different sides of me because yeah. it's different interests where it's like, oh, this type of person is the person that's being more attracted to the online community stuff and this person is more attracted to the in-person. So it is actually kind of fun to, to see the different communities and even seeing what, what's, what's bringing in traction from this, this podcast community, you know, by the, by the time we're on episode 20, who knows what this thing starts to look like. We were just talking about some analytics before we got on the, um, the podcast today and we're like, we got people in Germany and people are streaming more um listening then youtube here and there so we're just kind of getting a grasp and seeing like oh okay like this is what's starting to attract certain eyes like it's pretty yeah. cool no i fucking love it and i think no matter what it's no matter what we have a small community and i, I it's always fun watching it grow it's sure. always fun watching it grow no matter how small we get a subscriber a day we get a subscriber a week it doesn't fucking matter and like we understand that like this shit takes time and we also understand that we're also not doing this for like the financial gain or anything like that. We're just trying to help out as many people as we can. If fucking 15% of people in Germany want to listen to us and they get one thing, cool. Okay, I don't give a shit. Even if they understand us or they're whatever the fuck they're doing or they take bits and pieces. I don't even know how they found us. I'm really interested in that. That's yeah, we'll be week off. by week. Uh, that's, that's, we're learning more as no, we keep doing this thing. If we're on like German Pornhub or something like that for some weird reason, like I'm going to be freaked out. Like we don't <laughs> do anything like that. 
Like what? What are they? What are they looking at that 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 gets the morale? Whatever. But right that one episode where you where you, where you went oh, crazy. Was yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably what they spread there, 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 other Spanish guy cramping. <laughs> Boom! Oh my god, I love that guy. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it it's fun. I think um, an undervalued um thing of the undervalued thing of life in general is having a strong community. Like for sure. You can't do this shit alone. Um, you can't do this with a, with a weak community. Yeah. Um, and if you feel like you're alone, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not. Yeah. Um, there's always somebody out there that's, that's on your side or some shit like that. If you need help, whatever, ask for help. And that's also the biggest thing. It's like, if you're alone and you think that you don't need help, and that's your ego telling you that you don't need help. Like yep. be okay with accepting help and asking for help too. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I haven't gotten to where I've got I've gotten by myself at all. Like I'm totally okay being a fucking idiot and asking for help. Like I'm not saying I'm an idiot for asking for help, but I'm okay being the dumbest person in the room and asking for assistance or asking for advice and shit like that. Sure. Um, I think that's also why people respect me more because like I'm okay asking for advice. I'm okay taking the suggestions and constructing care systems, but. In the grand scheme of things, like there's always somebody out there. There's always a way to build a community. You just gotta find that community. And even if it takes you fucking forever, like cool. Like it took you forever, you found one. Cool. You did it. I mean, just take it takes time. But hopefully, like everybody out there is like loved, feels loved, and yeah. all the fucking magical shit. Um, but yeah, communities are super important. I think that's super undervalued in wealth, healthness, mental health, and all that stuff. So Use it. Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. And on that note, guys, uh, I think you closed that out really, really, really well, EP. So on that note, thank you guys for another episode. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, yep. put your notifications on, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, Podcast Addict. Shout out to Germany. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> learn how to say. I'm gonna learn how to say what's up in Germany next time. For like oh, no. Yeah, I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start speaking German, which is like gonna be actually it'll be hilarious if like one one time I just like flat out like fluent in German. It's like I would be. I don't know. I think that'd be hilarious. I'm just saying. I think that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll learn German. I'll, I'll learn German before I learn fucking Spanish. At this point, he's <laughs> <laughs> like at least the Germans are supporting us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's like I, I I gotta change my language, bro. Um, but, but yeah, we, we appreciate everybody do all the things. Remember, like I always say, if you don't like subscribe, do all the stuff, I will find you. Um, I probably won't. You live too far and I'm too lazy. Um, but, but we appreciate you everybody. All right, guys. Until next time. Catch you next week. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.